Hey everyone, welcome back to the Liberty Update, where we give you a quick breakdown of your need-to-know news. Make sure to follow Convention of States on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and like and subscribe to the Liberty Update. On today's episode, 74 sheriffs reinforce self-governance by refusing to enforce an unconstitutional gun ban, the House finally ends proxy voting, and the Department of Education targets Texas for banning LGBTQ books in public schools. Lastly, we'll talk about how Tucker Carlson and Mark Meckler met up to discuss Convention of States. All of that right here on the Liberty Update. Over six dozen sheriffs in Illinois have rejected the governor's new gun control bill, claiming it's an unconstitutional infringement of the Second Amendment. The Protect Illinois Communities Act passed the Senate last week and then was signed into law by the governor last Tuesday. The legislation took effect immediately and it bans the sale, manufacture, purchase, and delivery of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in the state. But the Illinois Sheriff's Association has avidly opposed this bill, as well as 74 sheriff's offices across the state. Edwards County Sheriff Darby Bow said recently on Facebook, quote, Part of my duties that I accepted upon being sworn into office was to protect the rights provided to all of us in the Constitution, end quote. The sheriffs ultimately have no intention of enforcing the law. The governor's office responded saying, quote, Sheriffs have a constitutional duty to uphold the laws of the state, not pick and choose which laws they support and when. We're confident that this law will hold up to any future legal challenges, but again, it is the current law of our state. Anyone who advocates for law, order, and public safety and then refuses to follow the law is in violation of their oath of office, end quote. Just one week after the legislation took effect, the first lawsuit was officially filed with over 860 plaintiffs from one county. A second suit was also filed on Wednesday, and several more legal challenges are expected. An emergency hearing already took place Wednesday morning, and the plaintiffs are seeking a restraining order, and the judge is expected to make a decision on that front by Friday. As we've seen in the past few years in the federal government, legal challenges are slow, and until they can be heard, the legislation will continue to take effect. But these sheriffs are standing up in their own communities, and they're also proving that people's values and lives are better represented at the local level. The people in our communities better understand our lives, which is why returning power to the states through a convention of states is so crucial. We all know Congress doesn't actually work for the American people. They don't actually serve us. Generally speaking, our congressmen go to Washington to advance their careers, line their pockets, and build inroads with the corrupt DC establishment. But actually serve the American people? Work for us? They couldn't care less. Since 2020, House members haven't even had to show up for work. According to Fox News, proxy voting was established by former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi in May 2020 to allow Congress to operate under COVID-19 pandemic protocols. Instead of showing up for votes, a member of Congress could submit a letter to have a colleague announce their position on bills and amendments and even cast votes in their names. While proxy voting was intended as a public health emergency policy, lawmakers in both parties have pawned off their votes to attend campaign events and other functions entirely unrelated to their health concerns with voting in person. Can you imagine any other job that pays so much, $174,000 a year, yet doesn't even require you to 
show up for work or attend to your responsibilities. Thankfully, in a tiny step in the right direction, Kevin McCarthy announced that proxy voting has officially been ended. But we all know that this won't change all that much. Congress is still heading in the wrong direction with a total disregard for our wants and needs. We applaud the House for finally ending proxy voting and actually requiring our congressmen to show up for work, but we know it's going to take so much more than that to rein in the federal government. If we needed any more proof of this, that the federal government is totally out of control, well that's exactly what we got this week from the Department of Education. Under the Biden administration's Department of Education, the Office for Civil Rights has launched an investigation into a Texas school for removing gender ideology books from its libraries. A complaint of discrimination by the left-wing advocacy group American Civil Liberties Union of Texas was filed last summer against Granbury Independent School District. The complaint asserts that district officials ordered the removal of LGBT books, which is an alleged violation of Title IX, a shield against discrimination on the basis of sexual identity. The excessive involvement of the federal government in local schools comes as data shows public school enrollment fell to a 10-year low in the fall of 2020. Enrollment dropped by 1.4 million students in just one year. The Education Department confirmed it has launched a federal investigation into the school district's failure to represent LGBT characters. If the complaint is supported by the government, this could spark public schools to bend to more gender ideology materials in an effort to avoid government retaliation. The desire to control educational materials down to the district level is in itself a major sign that the federal government is after all vulnerable minds that are receptive to government indoctrination. This is exactly why we need to call a convention of states and stop the federal government from controlling local education. Take a listen to what Mark Meckler said this week about the Department of Education while talking with Tucker Carlson. We all complain that the federal government does too much. It's too involved in our lives. We've polled this. It's about 72% of Americans say the federal government's too big and does too much. Now, we might disagree on a partisan basis what's too big and, and which areas they do too much in, but we all agree it's too big and they do too much. And if you look at the areas in which they really have no authority, they were never supposed to be involved in education or energy or health care or food production, agriculture, all of this stuff, none of that's in the Constitution. There's not a person alive that can point to me in the Constitution where that stuff is authorized. That's all been authorized by the United States Supreme Court expanding federal government power. And if you think about everything I just mentioned, every state has all of those departments. Why do we need the federal government telling us the same stuff? Great, great point. And the duplication of effort is also like crazy. It's ridiculous. And so we need to go back to that, take all that power away from the federal government. And we can do this with the third leg in, in sphere, or sorry, in scope, jurisdiction, and powers of the federal government. Take, say to the federal government, nope, you can't be involved in education. That's, that's a state-based thing. It's, I think it's local. It should go from the, to the states and let the states push it down to the local level. It shouldn't be a federal government thing. Since we spent hundreds of billions of dollars on education at the Department of Education, we literally have no improvement in the educational status of our children. That's the best case scenario. No, it's just a union management organization. Exactly. It's time we abolish the unnecessary Department of Education. And it's time to leave it up to the states and the parents, not the feds. 
But how do we get the federal government out of our lives? Well, that's exactly what Tucker Carlson and Mark Meckler discussed this week on the Tucker Carlson Today Show. Tucker opened the show by discussing the effect President Donald Trump had on permanent Washington. He described how the deep state hated him because he became a threat to their status quo. He then noted that an Article 5 Convention of States by which the American people could limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, impose fiscal restraints, and place term limits on federal officials would be a continuation of Trump's shock to the system. Meckler and Carlson both agreed that Washington will never give up power on its own. Meckler then explained how an Article 5 Convention of States could do the trick. And the process is the state legislatures make the call. It has nothing to do with the governor. It's not legislation. It's a resolution, so it doesn't have to be signed by any governors. Each state, the simple majority of each house in each state passes a resolution calling for the convention. The resolutions have to be almost identical in order to do what's called aggregating, meaning 34 states are actually calling for a discussion right, about right. the same thing. And so what we're proposing is a three-part resolution. It's called a subject matter resolution. The first subject is anything that would impose fiscal restraints on the federal government. So I mentioned a balanced budget amendment, things like tax caps, spending caps, maybe tied to population plus inflation. I don't know exactly what the methodology would be, but that would be the discussion around fiscal restraints. Second is anything that would impose term limits. First on Congress, almost everybody supports this, about 85% of people. But I think this is equally important. We've seen this in the last few years. How about on the bureaucracy, on the deep state, on staffers? These are the people really running Washington, D.C., and they shouldn't be there for 30 years. It was never intended to be a permanent career for people. So term limits. And then the third thing, I think the most important, Tucker, is anything that would impose scope and jurisdiction restraints on the federal government. And what that means fundamentally is going back to something like the enumerated powers. There were 17 original powers in the Constitution given to the federal government, everything else to the people and the states. It was left to them. And instead, today, what we have, because of the way the courts have interpreted the Constitution, it seems like 17 million powers in the federal government. They can oh, yeah. do pretty much anything and everything they want, right? They can regulate your shower head yeah. in your home. Yeah, your toilet, yeah. The, the paint on your walls, the the what's in the clothing you wear, the fabric in the clothing, all of this stuff is regulated. The founders would have been outraged by all of this stuff. The courts have allowed this. So the method is 34 states call a convention through this resolution process. The convention gathers. That convention will adopt a set of rules. We pretty much know what the rules will be. There have been, contrary to what opponents would say, there have been a lot of conventions in American history, 11 before 1787 over 30 since 1787, using almost the same rule set always. So they'll gather, they will debate potential amendments, and when they agree, when 26 states agree on an amendment or a group of amendments, then they put those out to the states for ratification. He admitted that calling the first ever convention of states would not be easy. Just as they did to Trump, the deep state will assuredly come after any threat to their deep-seated corruption and power. But the fight for freedom is worth it. Mickler praised the Convention of States grassroots army for enlisting in that fight to save the country no matter the cost. Be sure to watch the rest of the can't-miss conversation between Tucker Carlson and Mark Meckler on Fox Nation. And go to conventionofstates.com to get involved in the fight to save the country. That's your need to know news for this week. Thank you so much for joining us once again on the Liberty Update with Convention of States. Be sure to tune in next week. We'll be back with a brand new episode and hope to see you then.